Welcome to the Jungets Games Podcast. In this episode, you'll be hearing the audio from the update vlog for February 2020. Now today I'll be discussing a few different things, including updates for the channel, the shifting shelf, as well as the upcoming schedule for videos. Now as always, I'd like to briefly mention that the only reason this podcast is being made is because of the direct support of the Patreon campaign. Now if you prefer to listen to these vlogs instead of watching them, then please consider supporting the campaign, and you can learn more about that at patreon.com slash games. So the final thing that I'd like to mention before we jump into the update is that if you have any comments about anything that I say today, then please click the link to the vlog in the description of this podcast and leave those comments there. All right, let's now jump into the updates, and we will start with a very brief Patreon campaign update, and I have to say that January was amazing. There were 19 new people who added in, which is uh, way more than I've seen in previous months, and this added so much support that we are now just $115 a month away from me doing monthly Q&A vlogs. So that is over $100 more than uh, we were at one month ago. So that was just an incredible month overall. I'm not super sure why January was so great, but I am hoping that obviously continues into the future. So uh, thanks again to all of the new supporters and of course the hundreds of other people who have been supporting the channel for so long. Uh, now let's jump into the general channel updates. And realistically, I just have one today and it's just about how awesome January was for other numbers as well. Um, now I'm not really sure why, but uh, as I've been kind of checking on my numbers like uh, views and subscribers and whatnot, things have just been going up and up over the last four weeks. Now, for the year of 2019, things were relatively stable as far as views and subscribers are concerned, but for January, uh, the overall views uh, compared to the previous 28 days was up 36%. Now, that's kind of amazing considering December was actually a really good month because of Christmas, I think. A lot of people got board games for Christmas and they searched for them on YouTube and uh, I definitely saw more traffic there. But um, in January, this channel got almost 150,000 views, which is a lot. I mean, obviously it's 36% more than the previous month. And uh, for most of 2019, the channel was getting like 80 to 90,000 views a month. So uh, maybe these numbers don't really matter to you, but for me, it was a really exciting month and I'm not super sure why the numbers were so high. Uh, and obviously I just briefly mentioned that the Patreon campaign did really great as well. Um, it went up by $103 over the last month and over 2019, the Patreon campaign went up by like $230. So in one month, uh, the uh, the campaign got half as much as it got in the entire year last year. So January was just crazy. Now, the next awesome numbers to talk about have to do with the new podcast that was just started about four weeks ago. Now, I announced that at the beginning of the year. It's called the John Gets Games Podcast, and at the moment, it just has the audio version of my vlogs posted up as podcast episodes. Now, I did five different vlogs over the course of January, so that's five new podcast episodes, and overall, it's doing very well. Uh, the first week or so, it seemed like the podcast was not showing up on all different podcasting platforms, but at this point, I think it's now good. It should be very easy to find. And it has now received almost 500 views. And it seems like the floating average for, uh, or I guess listens, of those episodes is about 90 after a week or so. Um, now, obviously, it gets more as time goes on, and my data set is just a month. But I am really happy with that. Like 90 people listening to the podcast after just one month is uh, certainly very cool. And in general, my vlogs get 
between 1,500 and, well, maybe two to 3,000 views, depending on the games that I'm covering and the type of vlog that it is. So um, getting close to 100 listens on a podcast already shows that a sizable percentage of people who used to be watching these vlogs do prefer listening to it in podcast form, which is uh, definitely cool, and I'm happy to be uh, able to present that as a new option. Uh, the other awesome number was the subscriber count. It's up 41%, which is just another gigantic number. Um, this channel has been going for almost six years at this point, and for the previous four years or so, uh, this channel has essentially averaged between four and 500 subscribers a month. Um, for a long time, I've kind of anguished about that, like, why isn't it going up anymore? I mean, obviously, four to 500 subscribers a month is great, and because I've been doing that for almost six years, this channel has like 26,000 subscribers, but, you know, a part of me was like, why isn't it growing over time? It just, that plateau really kind of bugged me, but I ended up getting over it, but then suddenly January comes along, and suddenly it's like in the 700s for that month, and I don't know, uh, when it comes to all these numbers, I'm trying not to get too excited about them because for all I know, February might come in and the numbers might all drop back down to the kind of John Gets Games normal of being about 80,000 views a month and about 430 subscribers a month. And honestly, that'd be fine. <laughs> That's been situation normal for a long time. It's been enough to make this into a professional uh, endeavor for me. So overall, things are great. But wow, January was amazing. So uh, yeah, I think that's essentially all I have to say about that update, which means we can now move on to the next section, which is the shifting shelf. Now in this segment, I talk about the games that I have removed from my collection in order to make room for the new games that I've been adding into my collection that I've received over the last month. Now it looks like this month I removed more games than I got. Now I'm going to be going through these in alphabetical order, and it looks like there are seven that have been removed. And the first one is Detective. Now this is a game that was sent to me by Portal Games a while ago, like uh, a year ago, maybe a little bit more, and it's been sitting on my shelf that entire time. Uh, we actually cracked it open to uh, start to try and play it at one point a few months ago, and we kind of went through the rules and tried to get into it, and I don't know, there just wasn't much enthusiasm for it, and we're like, ah, oh, we'll get back to it again in the future, and it just hasn't happened. So realistically, I think this is probably a game that I should uh, move on, because it's just sitting there on my shelf, not really doing anything, and hopefully somebody else is going to be much more interested in actually experiencing the game that is inside there. Uh, the second game I'm removing is Flotilla. Now, I covered my impressions of this one I think a month or so ago, this is a new game from WizKids, and it's a pretty long game. It's like, you know, three or so hours. It's got great Concordia card-playing mechanisms with a bunch of other stuff going on, and honestly, I'm not going to go into it here. Definitely check out the impressions vlog that I made for this because I talked about it a lot, and there were many things I liked about the game, and there were several things that I really didn't like about the game. It turns out some of those are uh, corrected with some erratas, but overall, I just don't think my enthusiasm for teaching this game again, um, it was really going to be up there enough to make me want to play it again. Uh, this is definitely one of those games with like a 45 to 50 minute teach. Uh, it's very in-depth overall, and I've taught it a couple times now, and I think I wouldn't mind playing it again in the future, but I know I'll have to teach it in that uh, instance, and I just don't think it's worth it to me overall. So I'm going to move Flotilla on. Now, uh, after that, I'm getting rid of my copy of Founders of Gloomhaven, which I uh, backed on Kickstarter a couple years ago. So I bought this one, um, even though I did a sponsored uh, tutorial playthrough for that Kickstarter campaign. Now, I really quite enjoyed playing that prototype, and that's why I backed the campaign. Um, and then it finally came in, and it's literally been sitting on my shelf for 
well over a year. I mean, since whenever that campaign got fulfilled. And realistically, the reason for that is because after I played the prototype and before I got the main copy, I played Brass for the first time. And I realized that for a logistics game of trying to like do supply chains on the board that compete with other players, I just think Brass is a better game and I would rather play Brass. And I have a copy of Brass, so I don't think it makes sense to keep Founders of Gloomhaven around. It had a lot of really cool ideas, but uh, quite a lot of things to teach overall, and Brass is certainly a lot easier to teach. So I'm going to move that one on, even though I haven't actually played this copy. Uh, after that, I have Mechanica, which I'm going to be moving on. Um, I just talked about this one in an impressions vlog last week or so. Um, it's really cute, it's got some great ideas, and it just did not come together for us, and I don't see myself wanting to play it again. Uh, after that, we have pret a -Porte, and this is a copy that was sent to me by Portal Games to make a sponsored tutorial and playthrough for the release of the game. So I made that last year, and I've had it on my shelf. Uh, I've been considering playing it ever since then, but it hasn't really happened. Um, honestly, the game looks fine, but I've been much more interested in playing other things. So my lack of excitement means it's probably not going to get played again in the future, so this is another one that should probably go to someone else who will likely enjoy it more than me, uh, who just has it sitting on their shelf and keeps bypassing it to play other games. Um, now, after that, we have Stone Garden. Now, this is a game that I bought from Amazon.jp years ago, like, I don't know, five years ago or something. Um, I played a copy of this when I was traveling to meet friends, and I thought it was a gorgeous game with these awesome little plastic rocks that look just like rocks, and you're making these nice Japanese uh, stone gardens, and it's kind of a tile-laying game with some pretty cool ideas. Now, I actually made a full tutorial playthrough of this game uh, because... I was just intrigued by the game, and this is long before I started charging for anything. This is way back when this was still a hobby for the channel. Uh, so if you're interested in uh, this one, then definitely check that out. Um, but ultimately, the scoring uh, for the way you put your stuff out seemed pretty illogical to me. Some of them were very strange. Uh, I think it might be partly because of translation problems overall, and I never got the game back out to the table, and it's just been sitting on my shelf. I kept telling myself that I was going to play it again because it's gorgeous, and then uh, somebody um, actually reached out to me on BoardGameGeek. They sent me a geek mail asking me if they could buy my copy. They said, um, you know, they asked, do I still have my copy? Because they said they were really interested in playing it, and they could not find it for a reasonable price anywhere. And I figured, you know, I might never actually get it played again. Here's a person who actively really wants to play it. So I quoted them a price um, that seemed reasonable to them, <laughs> considering they weren't buying it from other places. I sent it over to them, and they actually sent me a message already saying that they have played it uh, more times than I ever played it. I think they played it like three times at this point, and they are loving it. So that is an awesome little story about a game that was sitting on my shelf doing nothing, and now it's being loved by somebody else. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, lastly, we have Throne of Allegoria, and I covered my impressions of this one about two or three weeks ago, and um, this is a medium to heavyweight Euro game with a lot of really interesting stuff going on that just did not click for us. Uh, I don't think the game is bad or broken or anything like that, it just wasn't really the type of um, decisions and uh, uh, structures that I am actually interested in when playing games, so I was intrigued by it. I played it a couple times, I talked about it a lot in the impressions vlog. Um, there was one aspect to it that was a little bit strange, that didn't seem to click uh, super well mechanically, but anyway, if you're interested in learning more about that, I talked about it for like 13 or 14 minutes in the impressions vlog, so definitely check that out. 
Uh, now that's all the games that I've removed from the collection over this last month, and then it looks like I gained five games this last month, although you see why I did quotes in a second. Uh, now the first game is In the Hall of the Mountain King, and this is a new release from Burnt Island Games, and I'm pretty interested in trying this game. Uh, they reached out to me about potentially doing some sponsored coverage of some of their games in 2020. Um, I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen at this point. Um, it might, uh, but they also asked if I was interested in this game, and I said, yes. So they sent me a press copy of this. Um, I don't uh, have a plan to make a sponsored video for this one. I think they're more interested in future um, uh, projects getting sponsored videos, but either way, this looks like a fun uh, kind of uh, engine building game where you build a pyramid of trolls, and every time you add a troll to the pyramid, all of the trolls underneath it activate and give you resources, and then you have a um, kind of uh, puzzly uh, polyomino uh, puzzle thing going on in the middle of the table where you're digging out tunnels in a mountain trying to move statues around. I haven't played it yet. It sounds interesting. I've, I've read the rules already, so hopefully that'll get played soon. Uh, the second game I gained this month was Mechanica, which is one of the reasons for the quotes. Uh, I gained it this month, and I'm also moving it on this month. I was able to play it, I covered my impressions, and it just did not work for me, so it's uh, coming and going in the same month, unfortunately. Uh, after that, I got a copy of Oceans that was sent over to me by North Star Games. Um, this was just a press copy, and I've played this one once already and quite liked it. Now, I'm going to play it again before I cover my impressions because I want to see a little bit more of what's going on, but my initial impression is uh, definitely high. I'm looking forward to playing that one more. Uh, after that, uh, the other reason for the quotes was I got a copy of Railroad Revolution, colon, Railroad Evolution, the expansion, which is just a mouthful. Now, Railroad Evolution is a game that I uh, first played many years ago, and I fell in love with it in the first game. I was, like, jumping up and down in my seat. I was so excited when I played this game the first time because it just was so much fun. I just loved the decisions that were going on. Uh, this is a medium-weight Euro game where the game does not handcuff you. It's like, do you need money? Cool, here's an action to go to get thousands of dollars or something like that. It's just There's so many ways to get stuff that you want. It's just fun. It's like being a kid in a candy store as opposed to, um, you know, trying to piece together change in your pocket like so many euros are. Now, the problem with Railroad Revolution that I talked about extensively in my review was that a significant part of the game felt totally broken to me, and I'm not the only person to think that. Um, so I've actually kept this game on my shelf for years, hoping that an expansion would come out that would fix the um, brokenness of that one part of the game. Uh, now, there were a couple official variants that came out that helped overall, and I'm not going to go into the specifics right now, but they didn't help enough. Um, my biggest problem was the fact that it seemed like when you played the game, you either did one strategy, which was um, expanding out on the, uh, the country of the United States, or the other thing that you would go heavy on was this telegraph thing, and even with the variants, you could still do that, and it just did not seem like a game that wanted two different strategies. And here comes an expansion called Railroad Evolution, and it replaces the board entirely, and it totally changes the scoring for the telegraphs so that they are tied to the little houses you put out on the map. So no longer are there these two separate things that you're focusing on one or focusing on the other. You now get to focus on the main thing, which is expanding on the map, also building telegraph stations to get you more points for the things that you've expanded out on the map, and it lets you customize your end game scoring in a really cool way. Um, now, obviously, I am uh, kind of going on and on about this a lot. I have played this once already, and I loved it. Um, at this point, it's one of the best gaming experiences from games that came out last year, uh, but I definitely want to play this one again soon, and I think I will do that before I cover my impressions, which I've kind of done here on accident, so sorry about that. 
Railroad Evolution is super cool, and I want to play that one more, and you'll hear more about it uh, in a future Impressions vlog. Um, now, speaking of the Impressions vlog, the final game that I got was the Isle of Cats. Now, I backed this one on Kickstarter, even though I did do a sponsored tutorial for this one for the Kickstarter campaign, um, and I just covered my impressions of this one in an Impressions vlog that came out about a week ago, and they were very positive. I really enjoy this game, so definitely uh, check out that Impressions vlog, and of course, you can check out the tutorial slash playthrough that I made uh, that came out uh, in the middle of last year or so. Uh, so yeah, that is the shifting shelf, and that means the final thing to talk about is the upcoming schedule for the channel. Now, I'm only going to talk about the next four weeks, but I'll tell you right now that I am essentially totally booked up until May, which is crazy. Uh, January has been a very interesting month overall for me. Uh, at the beginning of the month, the year was wide open, and at the end of the month, the first four-ish months, three to four months, were totally booked. Uh, but either way, uh, looking forward to next week, which is going to be week seven, I will be doing the Patreon-sponsored uh, playthrough, which is going to be It's a Wonderful World. That game won the poll by a pretty handy amount overall, so um, that'll be fun to do. And I am also planning on doing the Patreon bonus video next week, and uh, the poll for that hasn't quite closed yet, and there appears to be a three-way tie for that, so I'm not sure what that one's going to be, but I'm hoping to put that one out next week. Now, in week number eight, uh, I am going to be putting out a tutorial and playthrough for Batman the Animated Series, The Shadow of the Bat. <laughs> so it's a really long title. Um, the game is actually on the uh, table right here. As you can see, it's hiding just off the screen. Um, I am in the middle of recording that one right now, so I'm trying to get that one ready. That's a sponsored uh, playthrough, and it's kind of a uh, skirmish game. Uh, the one I'm going to be showing is going to be a uh, one versus many, where one person is the villain and everybody else are heroes trying to take down the villain. Uh, now, I will also be planning on putting out a New Games Radar vlog in that week, and uh, after that, in week number nine, I might be putting out a sponsored tutorial playthrough for Domination. Um, now, I say might because it kind of depends on how some other things are going to lock in. It's possible this one might get bumped out to May, <laughs> which is a huge bump because, again, uh, uh, March and April are just looking crazy for me right now. So I'm hoping to squeeze Dominations in, but it's possible that might not actually happen because of some other things that are currently up in the air. Um, now, in that week, I am planning on also doing a sponsored playthrough for Hatairo, which is a Kickstarter coming out, and it looks like this cute little game about building flags, and it's got a little bit of a tile placement thing, and you're uh, kind of getting pigments together to create flags from a whole bunch of different countries. Um, I've read the rules, but I haven't actually played it yet. It's on the shelf over there. It already arrived, so that is what I'm hoping to um, start working on in a couple weeks. Now, in week number 10, I'm going to do another update. That one will be for March. And I'm also planning on putting out a sponsored uh, playthrough for Dark Ages, which is going to be a pretty meaty 4X-style game that's coming out from Board and Dice. Uh, that one is uh, set in, I think, the Middle Ages, or maybe, like, not the Middle Ages, but a long time ago in Europe. <laughs> and I don't know a bunch about this game so far, but I'm expecting it will be uh, take quite a bit of time to film, which is one of the reasons why I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to fit Domination in the week prior, so I will try to fit Dominations in if possible, but I am not going to be committing to that at all. So that's uh, the rough idea of the schedule that I have coming forward in the next four weeks. Um, if I don't end up uh, putting out Dominations there in week number nine, I will probably fill it in with something else. It's likely that an Impressions vlog will happen at some point in all of this anyway, maybe in that week. I generally don't plan those out anymore. I essentially just film those as soon as
as I've played um, three to five new games. And at this point, I have played two new games. So as soon as I play a couple more, then a new one will come out. So it's probable that an impressions vlog will show up at some point in the next two weeks. So yeah, that is the idea for the upcoming schedule for the channel. And at this point, I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Uh, I went into filming this update vlog thinking it would be relatively short, but then I think I actually talked quite a bit about some of these things. And I hope that you found it interesting overall. And yeah, I think that's going to bring this podcast to a close. Now, as I said back at the beginning, if you have any comments about anything that I've said today, then please click the link for the vlog in the description of this podcast and leave those comments there. Thanks for listening.